And here we go again. Again. After, after realizing uh, that John's mic, w- well, it wasn't anyone's fault, but his default mic wasn't set it, correctly. It, but it yeah. said it said that the mic he's supposed to be using was set, but it wasn't. And I could tell the audio wasn't right. So I, I was like, dude, you got to check your mic. And uh, for whatever reason, it was saying his mic was set as a default, but it wasn't actually. It was the webcam microphone that was picking up his audio, and I could just tell it wasn't right. So yeah, it was, we really, were it was really weird. Low. And know? John's got like a much deeper voice than me, and I'm like, D- it just didn't sound right. So I sounded high pitched. Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Guys? No, what gave it away is when you were reading, because when you read, you talk a little quieter, a little bit quieter than yeah. when you just talk naturally. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I could barely hear him. And I was like, what the heck is going on? And that, that was kind of the giveaway. Well, and dude, I I had like after we started playing around with it i i turned everything up and i've never gone there. it was like making my ears bleed yeah and i and, used to have that mic too so i know that thing can crank pretty loud like yeah and the 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 volume on the bottom here was like showing up like it wasn't even registering i was yeah. like that's not even possible dude my ears are bleeding yeah and, and now subsequently i've had to turn it down almost 3 quarters of the way yeah you know so we were so, talking about. Uh, I, I haven't decided that. if I'm gonna if I'm gonna um, use. I think we're just gonna scrap the old audio. So we'll just start all okay. over. All right. And so we're gonna be talking about serial killers once again. Yes. So yeah, we were talking about uh, serial killers uh, that maybe you've never heard of before, but are probably noteworthy when it comes to like you know serial killers in general. Some of these you. You know, they're not known names at all, whereas like someone like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, everyone has probably heard of Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Or even people that aren't necessarily serial killers like Ed Gein, who technically wasn't a serial killer, but he did kill a couple of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody, well, I wouldn't say everybody, most people know who Ed Gein is. He's the character uh, from Wisconsin, uh, Plainfield, Wisconsin in like the 50s. And um, the there's several fictional uh story or movie characters you know psycho are based is based off of him uh chainsaw massacre yep is based off of him and then also i just drew a blank silence of the lambs i think yes so there might be one more uh, which is kind of a weird one yeah because they're like in in some ways they're totally the opposite like uh i can totally animal lecter Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see Chainsaw because in the thing he was like inbred and like kind of like slow, you know. Yep. Yeah, and he just had like bloodthirst to kill. But then you look at the dichotomy in. Well, even in like, Psycho too, like he had issues with his mom, and that's kind of like yeah. why he was a killer in in, yeah. in this in this uh, Psycho uh, storyline. And that's kind of what Ed Gein was: was he had these weird relationship with his mom. And I think even the part about her being dead for a while and being in the house before anybody knew she was dead might have been yeah. part of what happened with Ed Gein. I can't yeah. remember for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. And then and then you go to Hannibal Lecter, who's like, like a super genius. Highly, highly intelligent <laughs> character. Yeah. And he just likes to kill and eat people or whatever. 
And Ed Gein's like not intelligent at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so we're looking at where do we end off with Ro Richard Cottingham? Richard Cottingham, Dick Cottingham. <laughs> so Dick Cottingham, um, he had several nicknames. Uh, the Torso Killer was one. The New yep. York Ripper. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with the New York Stripper. Yep. That or New York Strip. Ho. Yeah. <laughs> but we did decide how uh, in, in the in the the you know maybe I'll we'll save some of the audio and I'll use it for like uh, bloopers at the end of the episode because <laughs> we were kind of going off talking about like I'll I'll get like my reaction because we did a. Uh, before the episode, John was like, oh, have you seen a picture of Richard Cottingham? I'm like, no. He's like, don't look. Wait till we start the episode. So, we, I mean, I can't, I'm not going to be able to reenact my genuine, like, you know, reaction. But, like, <laughs> he looks like Santa Claus. Like, he yeah. looks like the miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. Santa Claus. Total like, oh, giveaway. Oh. I mean, total <laughs> redo. He has yeah. that part nailed. If they like, ever the do, beard like, and the mustache redo. are, like, perfect. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we were like, one of the things that Richard Cunningham was kind of, I guess, known for doing was, uh, I, see, I, I think if I remember correctly, what he would do is he would get prostitutes, and I don't know if they actually had sex, or he just like to party with them, or I'm not really sure. They didn't really make that clear, but he would end up killing some of them because he personally knew them, and they, they knew him more more so. They knew who he was. And he would be real rough with them. So I'm guessing they probably were having sex. So they got rough. He would, start, you know, maybe start choking them. And to the point where the women are like, uh, stop. I don't like this. I'm not into that kind of thing. Or whatever. I don't know. So John and I were like, he's probably like, ho, 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 ho. Just stabbing the bitch away. Like, ho, ho, ho. You're a ho. <laughs> the Santa Claus. They should have called him the Santa Claus, dude. I I, th I agree. I don't think he looked like Santa Claus when he was doing the killings. Though. Oh, maybe not. That might just be what he looked like when he was older. Yeah. In his... I think that's like years in prison turned he, him into, in, Santa, into Santa Claus. Claus. Yeah. Jolly old fella. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to drop gifts at your front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming into your home. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to do to your children. I know if you've been naughty or nice. I'm going to give them gifts. <laughs> Something real special. I've got them wrapped up. <laughs> I used to be known as the torso killer. But you're not getting a torso. You're getting a leg. <laughs> Forget Cole, man. This guy will give you a toe. <laughs> a severed toe of human bad. fingers in the socks. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, dude. One of the, one of the things uh, that was kind of came up when I was uh, watching a video on this character. Um, there was a guy who wrote a book about serial killers whose name I don't remember. Doesn't matter. It's a serial killer author. And this author had a run in with Richard Cunningham and didn't know it until like later on in life when he was writing his book. And apparently he was in the same hotel as Cunningham. Wink, wink, wink. Sure. And uh, he, they were in the elevator together. And I guess Richard Cottingham had someone's head in, in a duffel bag or something. One, they had bumped into each other. And he didn't find that out till later on. But 
uh, the author had mentioned that he had smelled something burning on a, you know, it turned out it was like a body that was being burnt on another floor. Um, <laughs> allegedly from Richard Cottingham. That's crazy. I think the author may have done it. Could it be? Dude, I, I remember how he got caught too. I, I'm like reading this, but I remember he went to the same hotel. So he killed a chicken there. The police went and investigated because there's like blood and stuff. And this isn't this isn't in the uh, Wikipedia thing. I just remember reading or uh, listening to it on the documentary. Mm-hmm. But he killed a chick. People heard screaming. The police came and investigated it. And there was like some for some reason they came and investigated. It. They saw a bunch of blood, and I think he got rid of the body, or maybe the body was still there or something. But then he got another chick and went back to the same hotel. Not the same night. It was like a few yeah. weeks later. It was or like something. a few weeks later. But the guy yeah. down at the bottom, like the uh, bellhop or whatever, recognized him and called the police. The bellhop. I don't think it was that kind of hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not be modest here. The guy behind the counter pushing the, the buttons. Right. Exactly. <laughs> the one that's charging by the hour. Yeah. Here you go, mister. <laughs> we don't ask questions. Do you need a Do you need a pack of rubbers to go up R- into your hotel room? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that kind of guy. It was that kind of place too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quality and that's <laughs> uh, being generous, <laughs> dude. I remember we seen hotels down like eight mile and six mile and stuff back in the day. Mm-hmm. When it'd be like you could rent by the hour there. We're like, whoa. Yeah, they're dude. I bet you they're still down there. I Probably. haven't been down there in a long time. Me neither. But... Like, what it, what, they always had, like, really crazy names, too, like, that made them seem more prestigious. They were, like, King's Platter in Right. Yeah. <laughs> Platter. <laughs> okay, off topic here. So, one of the local um, gentlemen's establishments, if you know what I'm saying, um, used to be called Showtime or Showtimes. I, don't, I think it was with an S. I don't remember, but whatever. I just found out like the other, like last week or something that they changed the name to Lickety Splits. I was like, what the heck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if that's an improvement, but. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They went from like ultra prestige to like porno mode. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think the place has ever been prestigious. (laughs) Well, yeah, they just insured that, though. <laughs> right, yeah. They just were like, well, let's just call it what it is. It's like these splits. <laughs> no, no sense beating around the bush. <laughs> what bush? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> No, no sense beating around the landing strip. <laughs> well, now that you mention it, dude, there's a strip club over by the Detroit airport called the Landing Strip. Remember? Yeah. I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <coughs> Um, allegedly, I don't, I don't know. Did we? 
I'll have to talk to you about Do it later. Do we her? <laughs> Do we have her number? You probably do. I probably do. <laughs> yeah. What? Man, where's my damn phone? <laughs> I'm typing in the chat. Uh, I'm... Does this start with a D? Yes. <laughs> That's all we need to say. I don't, I don't know if it's true. I don't That's have just... that number. I don't have that number. Oh, okay. Well, you did. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago, like 15 years ago. Um, yeah, I don't know. I heard that. I don't know if that's true. I don't remember where I heard it from, though. It wouldn't surprise me. Actually, probably by now. What's probably that? Probably by now it would surprise me. 40s? I mean, it happened. No, it would have but... been... It would have been... Oh, you're talking back then. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it was it would have been like a long time ago. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. All right. Do we have another serial killer? What is the I did door? have a, 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 a there was some that I saw from Japan that were interesting. Okay. I may have to go through my history on YouTube ah. a little bit. To, I'm trying to remember. I can. I got Japanese killers right here. Okay. Wow. Wow. Japanese uh, serial killers. This guy just looks crazy, dude. Uh. Okay. Well. Uh. You know what? I'm just gonna pick a random one. There's like a list of five that they gave me right away. <laughs> um. Pick a letter. He was A through Z. Oh. Any letter. Q. It's dumb. Q. D. No, no, no. It's close. No, it's close. That's all I was going for. What is close? So I'm going to punch this in and we're going to see what this person did. Oh, here it is. The human Dracula is Saisaku. Saisaku Nakamura. My... Oh, that's a different one. I have uh... Tatsumo Miyazaki. I might that's have had that. I, I, yeah. All right, so they call him the human it? Dracula. Let's go with yours first. Okay. All right. So this guy was a Japanese man convicted. I'm just reading. Okay. He was a Japanese man convicted of serial killings in his teenage years. He is also known as Hamamatsu Deaf Killer. Uh, he was convicted of stabbing to death at least nine people, including several teenagers. In shoes, I, I'm totally butchering this. That's okay. Uh, Shuzoka uh, Prefecture. Um, there's a book wrote about him. Um, looks like he in 19. This is a long time ago too. 1938. That's so weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. Okay, that's kind of a r ridiculous thing, but anyways, uh, I was just thinking. So in 1938, he attempted to rape two women. They they resisted him, so he murdered them. He was 14 years old at the time. Two two murders are often excluded from his serial murders. 
Um, so he killed them, the all these people from 1941 and 1942. Um, <clears throat> he was arrested for nine murders in nine, 1942. He admitted to two others. Um, on November 11th, his father, Famusada Nakamura, committed suicide. He was mm. tried as an adult under wartime law. Whoa, that's interesting. Uh, the doctors claim that he was not guilty by reason of insanity. However, the trial proceeded rapidly and he was executed soon after. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. All right, that's all they have on my guy. So, <laughs> Saisaku Nakamura is not that interesting. Yeah, so Tsu, su, su, I don't know how you say it. Tsu, oh God, I said it before. Suit. Tsutomo? Yeah. Miyazaki? My, yep. Uh, he was a Japanese serial killer who murdered four young girls in Tokyo and Siatama uh, Prefecture. I don't know what that is. Between August 88 through June of, nine, of 89, uh, he was termed uh, by the Japanese media as otaku murderer. Otaku murderer. That's what they called him. I don't know what otaku means. Let me see if it, let me see if it <clears throat> says what otaku. Oh. Japanese word describes people with consuming interests. Particularly in anime and manga. Okay. Really? Why would that have to do with a... That's a weird nickname, isn't it? Hmm. Or no, am I missing something? I mean, I know it. What was it? it? It's otaku. O-T-A-K-U. Otaku. Okay. And it has describes a person who's consuming, consuming interest with anime and manga. Mega, mega. Manga? Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's see. Miyazaki abducted and killed the girls ages from four to seven in his car before dismembering and sexually molesting their corpses. So he Whoa. was really, really wha- whacked out. Wow. Homeboy's got some problems. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, here's this doesn't make any sense. The next sentence says he also engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism. <laughs> Isn't that what sexual assaulting a dead corpse is? <laughs> or am I missing something again? <laughs> the writer didn't do a good job. No, that's that is that's that's like redundant. Yeah. He yeah, dismembering and sexually molesting their corpse. He also engaged in necrophilia and cannibalism. Wow. Okay. Um, he preserved their body parts as trophies and taunted their families, the families of his victims. Um, Miyazaki was arrested in Hachioji, Hachioji in July of 1989 after being confronted while talking or while taking nude photographs of a young girl. Uh, he was... He was diagnosed as having more or one personality disorders. More or one? What? 
So we had multiple. one or more. Sorry, one or one more. or more. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they we mean like one more personality. No, it one says they, I. I probably just misread it. Uh, it says he was. Wait, wait. I lost. Let me find my spot. He was diagnosed as having one or more personality disorders, but was okay. determined to be sane and aware of his crimes and their consequences. Miyazaki was sentenced to death in 1987 and was executed by hanging in, 19, in 2008. Good, good on the Japanese. They still do hangings. Wow. <clears throat> uh, Miyazaki's extensive collection of pornography and horror videotapes was uh, misrepresented by the media as being primarily anime and manga which triggered a widespread moral panic against uh, otaku in Japan I've got a I've got a really interesting one kind of messed up this is from Russia. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, I wonder if this is the one that I'm thinking of. I won't remember the name, but I'll remember what he did. Vladimir Nikolovich Nikolalev. Nikolovich Nikolalev. Yep. He's he Russian. A Russian murderer from Novochebosarsk. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna remember yeah uh, Nikolaev, uh is best known for cannibalism of his victims and distributing and selling their flesh to others in disguise of exotic animal meat so getting into it prior to his uh murder convictions um Nikolaev, uh, had a long criminal history, first being convicted of theft and robbery in 1980. On his own account, the first murder happened accidentally when Nikolaev killed a drinking companion uh, who also had a criminal history. During his fist fight, oh, that, that was how it happened during a fist fight. He then carried the victim upstairs to his apartment and attempted to revive him with cold water. When he realized that the man was dead, he dismembered him. In his bathtub. Uh, Nikolaev, uh, which they're spelling it all kinds of wonky, has stated, man, these writers suck. They really suck, dude. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Nikolaev uh, has stated via... <laughs> via... Okay. You people that are writing these articles need to learn punctuation. Right. <laughs> okay. Commas help. Um, via later interview that it was not originally his intent to cannibalize his victims, but rather the idea occurred to him spontaneously while dismembering his first body. Uh, he stated originally intended to bury it during his first uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, during his first dismemberment, Nikolaev removed a portion of flesh from the victim's thigh, which he roasted, finding the results of his culinary experiment satisfactory. He continued utilizing flesh from his victims as food. See, this guy sounds like, like Hannibal. Doesn't yeah. 
Well, yeah. What year did it say that he was <clears throat> active? Uh, in the 90. Oh, this is in the from 80s to 97. And I believe when did the first Hannibal Lecter movie come out or book? There is a book, isn't it? Is first? it in the 80s sometime? Yeah. Late 80s? I want to say like 87 or 88 is when the movie came out, but I think the book came out a few years. I, I'm actually, I don't even know. I'm not, I'm not a reader. It says that he distributed the flesh to acquaintances and even went so far as to sell five kilos, about 10 pounds, at an open market telling buyers that it was kangaroo meat. Uh, he used the money from this venture to buy alcohol. The ruse was at last discovered when some people who ate the product Nikolaev procured as um, Saiga trimmings became suspicious of the taste and submitted it to a doctor. Upon analysis, the meat was found to contain human blood. Vladimir Nikolaev uh, was arrested and confessed shortly after, found human remains and heavily bloodstained bathtub. So, uh, he was sentenced to death, but in 1999, I'm pretty sure that would be Vladimir Putin's presidential reign still, right? I don't remember uh, when he, he was, was elected. All elected. No, he was, yeah. He was let free, or, uh, given a pres presidential decree, the death penalty was suspended, being replaced by life imprisonment. Uh, he has stated that while... He generally is against the idea of the death penalty. He would prefer it for himself rather than continuing to live in prison for the duration of his life. Now, he was sent to the IK-6 Black Dolphin Prison. And I guess this is marked as Russia's toughest prison. I'm going to take a little peek is, through here. Wasn't one of the Avenger movies someone uh, a prisoner in that? Prison? Was it? Uh, maybe it was from the movie Black Widow. Mm, I don't know. Place in blindfolds. So the inmates are blindfolded when they are taken there. Um, whenever they are transported between buildings, they're blindfolded. Um, the black dolphin prisoner officer or prison officers have a unique form of escorting inmates they're kept bent over oh i've seen that i've seen that on the toughest prisons mm -hmm. they keep them chained and their heads are like like bent over and to the floor and they have to walk like that in, like no matter where they go if they're let out of their cell they have to walk like that um, so they have their hands behind their neck or something? No, behind their back. Like, they're all chained in a line, hmm. and they have to walk with their heads down. They cannot look up. Um, be, their hands are handcuffed behind their back higher than their hips. This escort control tactic allows maximum control while depriving the inmate of a view of his immediate surroundings preventing him from escaping or attacking prison staff. I'm mm. going to get some pictures. Do they have pictures? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> Just shows where it's at. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't even show really where it's at. It just says it's kind of in here. Like this general vicinity. 
you might be in this area, might not. We no tell yeah. you. We we no tell you. <laughs> you want to find out? Kill a bunch of people. You'll find out. Oh yeah. See, it won't tell you. Oh, look at that. It's like I don't even know where that is. They have the coordinates. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Can we zoom out? I have a Russian uh, serial killer as well. His name is Alexander Pichuskin. I think that's how you say it. Pichuskin. 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 And let's see. So Alexander is 47 years old. So I'm guessing he's still alive. Uh... He has said to have killed between 48 and 60 victims. I think oh. this is the guy that I was telling you about that uh, they didn't want to admit they had a serial killer in that country. I think it was this guy. And his nickname is the Chessboard Killer. Now, that's a good name. Wow. You know, if if I if that was my, my nickname from the media, if I was a serial killer, and I'm not saying I am... <laughs> Just before I kill my next victim, I'd be like, checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of messed up, huh? It's totally messed up. (laughs) Checkmate. I've got you. That's just the the last thing you hear is a checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Alexander Mufuskin... Uh, also known as the chessboard killer <laughs> and also the oh dude I don't know how you say this because it's a Russian name uh, bl- bl- it's nickname. spelled B-L-T-S-A I don't know how you say that Blta? We'll, we'll call him B-L-T the, bl- the Basa Park <laughs> Manic or Maniac uh, is a Russian serial killer he is believed to have killed at least 49 and possibly as many as 60 between 1992 and 2006 in southwest Moscow's uh, oh they misspelled it Bits, Bitsa Park they misspelled it in the other one B-I-T-S-A Bit, uh, Moscow's Bitsa Park uh, where a number of the victims bodies were found in 2007 he was sentenced to life imprisonment so they don't really have a whole lot of details on this guy. I believe, if I remember correctly, he was like a traveling salesman, and that's kind of like was his cover story. Okay. Let's see if it says anything about that in here. He lived with his mother and younger sister, her husband, and their son in a two-bedroom apartment on the fifth floor, a six-minute walk from the north end of uh, Bitsa Park. He is a sociable child. Uh... Oh, he got hit. Okay, I think I remember this too. Uh, Let's see. However, this... uh, He was a sociable child. However, this changed following an incident in which uh, Pachuskin fell backward off a swing 
which then struck him in the forehead as it swung back. Experts speculate that this event damaged the uh, frontal cortex of Pachuskin's brain. Such damage is known uh, to produce poor impulse regulation. Yeah, uh, I've actually heard heard, uh, a lot of people say that about um, fighters and stuff. If they get hit in the head too many times, they have impulse control problems. And even uh, Dana White has said that, like, you know, I think he was a boxer, right? Wasn't he a boxer? Was he? I think so. Not professionally, but I think he boxed. Yeah, I know he had a gym, right? Uh, I don't, maybe. But uh, I think I've heard some, I've heard people say that um, he's, he's like a huge gambler. Yeah. And like. Like I even he even had said it because I think he was on Rogan's podcast one time, and Rogan asked him like the what's the most he ever won, um, and he said a million dollars, and he said what casino it was at, and I guess the casino was pretty pissed that he won a million dollars, uh, and then they like, I don't know if they just didn't want to pay him or something, so he's like, all right, well we'll never do a another UFC fight here ever again, and oh, then they've seen that dude, yeah. He, He's won like in like like he wins a lot. He wins and loses, but it's like big chunks of money sometimes. Yeah, I mean he's a billionaire now, so I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, like yeah, he he's wins. got that impulse thing where he just like wants to gamble like crazy because you know he might have. Although I'm not saying he's retarded. He's obviously a very intelligent guy, but like he's he's probably got a little bit of brain damage from maybe uh, fighting a boxing back in the day or whatever. And I doesn't that happen with like football players and stuff too? I mean, I don't really follow anything probably. regarding football, so I don't know yeah. about impulse issues with football players, but I do know that they sustain damage to their heads and stuff a lot. Yeah. But all right, let's continue on. Uh let me next. know. I've got I've got a couple here. That I want I'm to trying read. to remember why they call him the the chessboard killer. And that's what I'm trying to get to because I thought that was an interesting name, but I don't want to read this this entire article. You want me to type it in? Sure. Oh, he was okay. So Pachuskin was taught how to play after oh, demonstrating a... his ability was introduced to the uh, to the exhibition games against an elderly man who played publicly in uh, Bits Apart. He's a handsome looking fellow. It turned out that uh, was an outstanding chess player. And for the first time he found a channel, he found a channel for his aggression hmm. when dominating uh, the chess board in all of his game. So I guess he was really good at chess. Uh, okay. But I mean, there's a lot of Russians I think that are good at chess. Watch so. his videos repeatedly to confirm his power. However, in practice, so yeah, this I'm trying to see where else it said about if it, he was a salesman because I thought I thought that he might have been some kind of uh, salesman or something, and that's how he was able to keep his cover from you know being blown or whatnot. Uh, for you know his alibi essentially but I don't see that on here in this article oh he drank vodka (laughs) wait 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 he's Russian they'll drink vodka yeah vodka we think we drink lots of vodka hmm does this say anything about why they actually gave him that name though 
he he I don't know okay I don't know when they would have got that that name for him because how would they have known that he played chess until after they caught him yeah unless he was leaving clues somehow and I, it I don't see say that, that his aim was to kill 64 people the number of squares on a chess oh, board that's right yeah I later recanted this statement saying that he would have continued killing indefinitely had he not been stopped. Right. I do remember hearing that now, yeah. But even still, that had to come after he was caught, you know? Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. So that, there's no way they like would have known that before. behind or something? Yeah, Probably something like silly like that, like a, you know what I mean? Chick meat. Yeah, chick meat. <laughs> <laughs> I own you. Checkmate. <laughs> All right, I got a funny one. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Uh, where? Where? Hold on, I gotta find it again. Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay, Yvonne Keller. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, December thirteenth. He was born December thirteenth, nineteen sixty. He died September twenty second, two thousand six. Nicknamed the Pillow Killer. Ooh. Was a French serial killer between oh. eighty nine and two thousand six. He killed at least twenty three people in France, Switzerland, and Germany, and confessed to about one hundred and fifty. If corroborated, that would make him the most prolific, prolific uh, French serial killer of the 20th century. Ha ha ha! Yeah. I am the pillow killer! <laughs> I'm going to kill every pillow in all of France. <laughs> <laughs> I, hate, I hate those pillows. <laughs> those, those damn pillows, they piss me off. <laughs> They're so silly, stupid pillows. I'm going to stuff a croissant in your stuffing. <laughs> then don't stop a bullet or a knife. <laughs> he was implicated in 23 murders of old ladies. So he would oh. break into these old ladies' houses, smother them, and then take all their valuables. That's what so he's he- known for. He's just kind of a loser then. He yeah, he's a total loser. Not only is his Hope nickname super coming after us. <laughs> Not only is his <laughs> nickname really, really lame. <laughs> I'm the pillakilla. Yeah, that definitely I'm sounds the, French. I am the But pillakilla. I kill old ladies. Okay. <laughs> what was that on uh what was that on uh Monty Pythons? The the two French guys on top of the wall. <laughs> I don't, we, I don't ever watch we, Monty Python. We I never got into it. General direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I got another one. Um, uh, this one's kind of a weird one, but it's really old. So I'm not sure you could really validate this because mm-hmm. back then everyone was like a witch. You know what I mean? And any weird so the 80s. Death, no, this is back in the 17th century. So oh, okay, 1600s. okay. Uh, 1600s. Uh, her name was. Come on, come on. Anytime now. Uh, her name was Catherine Monvoisin. 
Uh, and I, I thought this was interesting, even though it's really old and I, I, I don't think it can be validated, but uh, she was a French fortune teller, a commissioned poisoner and professional provider of alleged sorcery. Um, and what she actually did, um, let me see, I'm going to scroll down. This is actually really interesting, like, uh, as I was reading through it real quick. Um, but basically, she um, she poisoned, like, 1,500 people. Oh, my gosh. At one time or? Uh, throughout, like, oh, uh, it, was, it was a good long time. It wasn't, like, a long, super long time. It was, like, two or three years. Um, but, yeah, she was convicted of... Uh, poisoning a thousand people. Wow. So Did they all die? Or just get sick? No, they died. On 27th December 1679, King Louis XIV issued an order that the whole network should be exterminated by all methods, regardless of rank, sex, or age. Uh, it's really interesting because she was. Um, she was kind of commissioned if I'm reading this properly I'd have to go through and really read it like good but um, it seems like there were all these deaths happening so they basically said okay well we're going to end the commission and kill everyone hmm. um, she had on 17th uh, February 17th 1680 uh, she was put on trial and was convicted of witchcraft and sentenced to execution by burning two days later of course and in the days following her verdict until her execution she was formally interrogated under torture because you know that works <laughs> get your confession somehow and the official document stated that she was tortured enough to beg for mercy However, while an official permit of torture was issued, the police were given to understand that the uh, permit was not to be used. And this other French person stated that this other French person was in reality never subject to torture. And shortly before her execution described her to be able to move so freely and so seemingly healthy that it did not seem possible for her to be subjected to torture. Um, how was she executed? Oh, by pushed away the hail or the hay while which was piled up around her. Okay, so she was burned at the stake and she tried to push away all the hay around her. And that didn't work. Um, hmm. Interesting. So, I yeah, I, I, I just thought it was kind of fascinating. Um, and then there is one more. Hold on. Uh, not that one. Oh, here. This one's kind of dark. Um, this is another French guy, Marcel... Andre, Henry, Felix. I, I don't even want to try to pronounce that name. It's some French name. Uh, born in 1897. 2000, or, uh, January 17th, 1897. 
died May 25th, 1946. He was a French doctor and serial killer. He was convicted of multiple murders after discovery of remains of 23 people in his basement of his house in Paris during World War II. Hmm. He was suspected of the murder of around 60 victims during his lifetime, although true number remains now. Now, who did he kill? This is very, this is what I found fascinating, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me see. He, um, he, uh, let me see. Most lucrative activity during the occupation was his false escape route under the code name Dr. Eugene. Hmm. Uh, Petoit, that's the doctor, uh, pretended to have a means of getting people wanted by the Germans or the Vichy government to safety outside of France. Petoit claimed that he would or could arrange a passage to Argentina or any elsewhere in South America through Portugal for a price of 25,000 francs per person. Three accomplices, uh, whatever their names are, directed victims to Dr. Eugene, including Jews, resistance fighters, and ordinary criminals. Once victims were in his control, Petoit told them that Argentine officials required all entrance to the country to be inoculated against disease. With and with this, excused, uh, injected, or he injected them with cyanide. Uh, he then took all their valuables and disposed of their bodies. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it sound <clears throat> like? Uh, it, it kind of seems like like something off of um, Glorious Bastards. I don't remember. I haven't seen that in a long time. It, it kind of does. I mean, it kind of doesn't, but it kind of does. I mean, I don't know. I found it like that is like crazy. I've never even heard of this in all my studies. I've never even heard of this. Uh, he failed to keep a low profile. The Gestapo eventually found out about him. And by April 1943, they had heard all about his route for the escape of wanted per- persons, which they assumed was part of the resistance. Gestapo agent Robert, whatever, forced prisoner Yevon Dreyfus to approach the supposed network, but Dreyfus simply vanished. A later informer successfully infiltrated the operation and the Gestapo arrested Foyer, uh, those three guys. Under torture, they confessed that Dr. Eugene was Marcel Petoit, um, but was released, but three others spent eight months in prison suspecting of helping Jews to escape and under torture. They did not identify any other members of the resistance because they knew of none. Gestapo released three men in on January uh, 1944. Then um, the let's see the police eventually find out about the bodies and they uh, basically trial and sentence him. And I'm imagining they probably shoot him. Oh. No. Uh, <laughs> really? Okay. On May 25th, 
this is uh, kind of, I didn't see this coming, especially right after wartime. Uh, on May 25th, 1946, Petoit was beheaded after a stay of only a few days due to a problem in the release mechanism of a guillotine and buried it in every cemetery. Homeboy got the, uh, got the guillotine. And not the, not the WWE kind either. <laughs> the actual that guillotine. Dude, that, that's got to be one of the fa- more fascinating stories that I think we've read in a while. At least to me. I find that very fascinating. Yeah. I, I've never read that before. All right. That's, that's all I got, though. Okay, I've got one. Uh, dude, this guy might have the most intimidating nickname so far. Really? Maybe. Okay. He's nicknamed the Butcher of... Uh, wait, where'd it go? Anything starting with the Butcher well, is okay. pretty hard. There's a couple nicknames. The Butcher of Rostov or the Red Ripper. Mm. So he's, he's Russian. Okay. Either, uh, either I feel like there was another. Hardcore. What's that? Either one of those are going to be pretty hardcore. <laughs> oh, I think. Wait, what did I type in for? I think. Oh, the Russian Ripper. That's what I typed in to find them. So the Russian Ripper, the Butcher of Rostov, or the Red Ripper. Those are the different nicknames he has. So, I mean, just the Russian R- Ripper by itself. That's That's pretty intimidating. Yeah. And you'll see why. He's nicknamed. The Russian Ripper. Okay, so I, I'm gonna try and say his name, but it's, I'm gonna probably butcher it. It's Andre, and I don't know if it's actually pronounced Andre. It's A N D R E I, so it might be Andre. Andre, I'm not sure. And then last name Chick Chickatilo. Uh, so Andre Chickatilo. Okay, so Andre Chickatilo. Let's see. He sexually assaulted, murdered, mutilated at least 52 women and children between the years of 1998 and 1990 in the in Russia, Ukraine, and Uzbek. So this guy might be the guy that I'm thinking of. That was the salesman. That uh, it was kind of all over the place. Because I mean, if he was killing people in, I mean, that's three different countries right what there. The then he might be the one that was a, a salesman of sorts. What were the years uh, that he was doing it? Uh, 78 to 1990, so about 12 years. Okay. And let's see. He confessed to 56 murders and was tried for 53. Wow. Uh, he was con- he was con- uh, convicted and sentenced to death for 52 murders in 1992. Although the Supreme Court of Russia ruled in 1993 that insufficient evidence ex- uh, existed to prove his guilt of nine of those killings. He was executed in 1994. Wow. Let's see. He was born in 1936. At the time of his birth, uh, Ukraine was in the grip of a famine caused by Joseph Stalin's forced uh, collectivization of agriculture. Andre's uh, parents were both uh, collective farmers. 
farm collective farm laborers who lived in a one-room hut. How do all these like serial killers get married? Was that that always blows my mind? I know. I don't know. They they like they have like this split life where they can do these like crazy atrocities, but yet like have yeah. like a woman at some point that obviously is affectionate towards them. They have to respond by being affectionate in one way or another, whether they're cut off from their feelings or not, but they're able to convince these women that they love them to the point where they're married. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have a kid with them or multiple kids, you know, like in this guy's case, um, it, it, I, I'm just blown. They're like perplexed by that. You yeah. Know? It says he was married in 63. Like, how does that even happen? You know, like the, uh, take for instance, like the BTK killer. Totally like legit family life. Obviously uh -huh. disconnected and everything, you know, but yet cut off. I mean, the guy was like really out there. How about the ice? Even though he wasn't technically, I guess, a serial killer because he was a contract killer. But to me, they're one and the same. Um one is paid for money and the other one just does it for pleasure but at some point i mean when you're killing multiple people with cool out period that that speaks to me of a serial killer right you know? um but even he had like a family life and he said that his family was like the most important thing to him how does hmm. that even happen like you know what i mean i don't know some kind of searing of the conscience yeah or or like uh, with the last guy, uh, brain trauma, brain brain uh, brain injury. Yeah. And I've like I said before, I've known of people, not personally, but I've known like my cousin knew a guy that he worked with that had a, a brain injury, and after that, he was never the same. He ended up uh, holding somebody hostage, and like I think the police killed him or something. Wow. And like, I guess after whatever, it was like a car accident too. It wasn't like, you know, it wasn't anything that was even really his fault. I don't think the accident was even his fault. I think somebody hit him or something. And then he ended up like just being like a completely different person in a way. And I mentioned this also, but uh, uh, what's the comedian's name from the 80s? Sam Kinison. Apparently he had a uh, head injury when he was younger and his brother writes a book about how he was a completely different person after the brain injury. So that, it, that can affect people in a way, but as far as like having two different lives where you're married to someone and then you're like a serial killer, uh, you know, and she has no clue. That's pretty wild. That's like, uh, just, that's just, uh, I don't even know how you pull that off. Yeah. This one says that he was, um, where did it say it? I just read it like a second ago. Um, it says that he was unable to maintain an erection. <laughs> Which guy? Ch Andre? Uh, yeah. Ch -ch -ch -ch? Yeah. Wow. And so he basically would go and then push it in her. And that's how they got the two kids. <laughs> oh, wow. 
That's messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And they said that the marriage was kind of an arranged marriage. Hmm. So, I mean, that does kind of speak of things, but... Yeah. But... Yeah, it looks like you had at least two kids. Uh... I'm trying to think of the name of that. Let me see if I can find the name of that uh, dude from South America. And this guy, I, his name just escapes me, but it's like, once I read it, I'll remember it. But this guy, like, if if everything he claims is accurate, then he is, in modern times, the most, the you know, the serial killer with the most kills. Really? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm trying to think of his freaking name, too. It's, like, a very common, like, Latino name, Latin-sounding name. Uh, I can't think of his nickname, either. I'm scrolling through my history here, see if I can find it. Human Burgers. We watched a lot of really strange ones. Yeah, you know we're on somebody's list somewhere. <laughs> eh, maybe. Maybe not. South, uh, let's see. South America's eight scariest serial killers. Yeah, I think it was Pedro Lopez. Yep, Colombian serial. Okay, yeah, so Pedro Lopez serial killer. Uh, Pedro Alonso Lopez... Uh, born 1948, was a Colombian serial killer, child molester, and necrophile who murdered a minimum of 110 young girls from 1969 to 1980 and claimed to have murdered over 350 victims across Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, and Ecuador. How many? Um, 180? Uh, he killed 110 for sure. And he claimed to kill over 350. Wow. Oh, yeah. this is the one. Is He's it? supposedly like the most... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but he's got like the biggest head count allegedly. If yeah, it's isn't this if the, all of them are true. Isn't this the one we were watching or uh, we watched that documentary on? Which documentary? I'm trying to uh, remember. You sent me a documentary. And I watched it and it was of that guy who was born in Colombia, right? And yeah. then was like abused and like thrown out, and then some guy took him off the streets and abused him more. Oh yeah, and then yeah. threw him back out. Yep. And then some like I think Americans came along and picked him up or something like that. Yeah, and then he was kind of like cool for a while, but then he went like dark crazy. And yeah, I think he got teased a lot when he was uh, really young too. Yeah. And it didn't get into, like, the whole list. It just basically said that... I, I think it jumped ahead in the documentary. It was like, he started killing people, and then, boom, we're at the end. Like, you know. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of lead-up. It was like, here's his early life, and now he's, like, killing people. But it does say here, his mom caught him fondling his younger sister in 1957. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember uh, When he was eight years old and evicted him from the family home. So that's why he was on the street. Okay. Uh, which, I can't say that I blame her. 
I mean, I might not have evicted him from the home. I might have just chopped his hand off so he couldn't do it again, but that's me. <laughs> well, it sounds like he had, like, major problems, like, even before everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Pedro was reportedly the seventh child among 13 siblings, was polite as a boy and wanted to be a teacher according to his mother. I'll bet he did want to be a teacher. (laughs) I want to be around all the little girls. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What, you know, what caused him to lash out at women? women Uh, Probably his mom kicking him out at eight years old think so I, that'd make me pretty bitter dude yeah but where was his dad oh uh, uh, let's like, see does it talk about his dad from the documentary uh, from the documentary um it like all the people that abused him and beat him up were all men yeah yep it, it doesn't say anything about his dad that i can see right here but yeah he did get like raped by like men several times and i think in prison but i think he went i think he was kind of in and out of jail and it wasn't for murder it would be like for like i don't know theft or you know just dumb dumb stuff not dumb but you know yeah compared to like raping and murdering kids it was like you know just silly little stuff he'd be in jail for a short period of time and i think that's where he got yeah it says he got Lopez claimed that during his incarceration for car theft, yeah, see, car theft compared to like murdering and raping kids is not that big a deal, dude. Like that's a that's a day and that's a day off. Uh, so okay, uh, Lopez claimed that during his incarceration for car theft, he was brutally gang raped, wow. and subsequently, while he was in prison, uh, he hunted down most of the of. Uh, most he hunted down the most brutal of his rapists and killed them. Oh, wow. uh, good for him! Actually, I I don't have a problem with that. Somebody like gang rapes you, they kind of have that coming. Yeah. So. I agree. Uh, let's see. He said after. I'm, being I'm released, just impressed that he actually did it. Yeah, that, I agree. That's my only response. Like he probably couldn't fight him off if he was being gang raped. It's it's probably wasn't like a submission mentally. It was probably a submission physically only. Okay. You know what I mean? Because I think I a mean, lot of people took them one at a time. Yeah, but I mean, like that's like methodical. A, a lot of people, I would think, if they're getting raped in prison, the it's probably a mental submission where they like out of fear they don't want to die or whatever, so they just take it mm-hmm. i feel like this guy's probably held down really physically if if he did if he so, killed them off one by one i would think that's what happened i mean from the documentary all the pictures that they showed he did look kind of smaller mm-hmm. he didn't look like like a gigantic guy you know yeah he didn't look like a big dude at all let's see it says uh that he said after being he said that after being are you there? Yeah. Okay, I thought something just happened. No, we're good. We're good. He said that after being released from prison, he moved to Peru and started murdering young girls. Lopez claimed that by 1978, he had killed over 100 girls 
before being caught and captured by members of an indige- indigenous tribe. Oh, these yeah. captors, yeah, these captors were preparing to execute him when a missionary from the U.S. intervened and persuaded them uh, to hand him over to the state police. However, the state police had quickly released him. Um, Lopez said that he had subsequently returned to Colombia and later moved to Ecuador during this period. He claimed he had killed about three girls a week. Oh my God, dude, that's like, where's the cool down period? Yeah. Monday. Oh, Tuesday is my cool down period. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. I took the day off. It's Wednesday. You know, time to kill again. I've had a busy week. I'm gonna take tomorrow <laughs> off. <Okay>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Wow. Uh, I kind of lost my spot. Hold on. Three girls mm-hmm. a week. That's what I'm looking for, right? I totally lost my spot. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, Lopez said. I like the girls in Ecuador. They are more gentle and trusting, more innocent. Wow. Yeah, that's messed up, dude. That is messed up. Uh, Let's see. He was arrested in March of 1980 and confessed to killing 103 girls, including 53 whose bodies had been found in January of 1981. Uh, He was convicted of three murders and had confessed to 300 sexual assaults and uh, stranglings. The police believed he only confessed because a a flash flood uncovered a mass grave containing many of his victims. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's Wow. That is pretty messed up, dude. Yeah, if this dude, if he did kill as many as 350, he probably is one of the world's, like, most in top serial killers as far as Do you think it's body because compost. of, like, like, a lot of poppy? Like, how did he get away with that many? I'm That's what I'm always, like, thinking. Like, how did he always get away with that many? like any of these serial killers he probably never stayed in any one place for very long so he just kind of roamed around yeah and... he was probably uh like yeah like a vagrant or whatever or because this doesn't sound like a lot of the other ones where they pick like prostitutes only the less dead you know what yeah. i mean this sounds like a variety of any kind of woman basically. yeah yeah, and little, just women, little kids, and stuff, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. So it sounds like he was just like the ultra, ultra predator, based on whatever desires he had at the time. Yeah, it sounds kind of like um, it was more, almost like more about the opportunities he could find than who, with the exception of being women. Yeah. Um, who it was it was just like but man that's all I mean if you're killing like three people a week that's a lot of like people just out and about and they're just missing and nope nobody knows who did it yeah 
That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy that he... I wonder if like lack of police force or investigation also played a part. Yeah, I'm not going to speak to the quality of police officers in Colombia. <laughs> Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing it's not that great. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and just say that it's probably not top notch. They're probably not like detective type material. <laughs> They're not hot on the trail. <laughs> they don't even know what cold case means because it's just all a cold case down there. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Yeah, everything's a cold case. Yeah. No, but if you stole that car, dude, you're getting it. And they're going to throw you in jail for that. Dude, it's like the Wild West where you can shoot a man and that's okay. But if you steal his horse. If you touch his horse, dude, you're going down. (laughs) High noon, man. It kind of does, yeah. It's the Wild South Americas. (laughs) <laughs> oh dude that's awesome mm-hmm. well um i think we should wrap it up yeah we can wrap it up with that one this was this was a pretty interesting episode it was a little bit different because not only was it uh serial killers that probably most people have never heard of but we didn't even really do any american ones did we they were all uh, we outside of the, the u.s the first one cottingham Oh yeah, Cottingham. But that's because we had already said we were gonna start yeah. off with that one. That's where we were, we left off last time. So, yeah. so, so from all over the world, <clears throat> all over the world, crazy. Not stuff. India. We didn't do any anybody from India. Oh, we should do India next time. But we got Russia in there. Um, yeah. Some French. Some French, yeah. Some South America, Japanese, yeah. Um, you know, I was gonna bring up the the one japanese guy who during it was during world war ii that he raped those girls and was charged with it Mm -hmm. i find that ironic because like i understand that there is wartime crimes that happen but he was getting charged for it and i'm not negating either one i don't want that to be misunderstood but i'm just trying to understand the law and how they did that because their own soldiers that were over in China were doing that by the hundreds of thousands. And it was seen as okay. Hmm. Interesting. Like the rape of Nanking where 250,000 women got raped in Nanking, China. Mm Mm-hmm. But yet this guy, you know, I'm not negating one is bad and one is not. Like, they're both equally bad. I just don't understand the logic behind the courts at that time. Right. Who knows? Like, if it were after that time and maybe the court system resettled and they were like, no, this is not acceptable, you know what I mean? Then I could kind of make headway of it, but it was during the exact same time. So I guess I just don't understand that logic. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they just heard the rumors about Nanking and just didn't want to believe it or turned a blind eye, you know, but it just, it strikes me as weird, I guess. Yeah, definitely. But I think we did a pretty good job. I think we have, <laughs> I think we've exhausted 
um, some serial killers, at least for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm done talking about serial killers for a little while. I, and, I agree. I, I like, don't want to talk about this for a while. <laughs> yeah. The challenging thing about, like, these kind of episodes is because I do want to try to make every episode a little bit funny. Yeah. And you were talking about such a dark topic yeah that like making the comedy in there tends to be really dark too yeah which i don't want to just make everything i do funny about like oh look i'm the chessboard killer checkmate you know what i mean like that's kind of messed up it's funny but (laughs) that can't that can't be the extent of the comedy we do to make a situation or not a situation but a a topic like this lighter like checkmate uh so <laughs> i think we'll probably hold off on any more serial killer ones for a little while yeah <clears throat> but I, I, I think that's good i was talking to john's brother matt about well i talked to him pretty regularly but when we were talking about a week or so ago he asked us he's like hey so did you guys ever finish talking about the road trip and i'm like i don't know did we and i went back and uh listened to the end of the road trip episode and we definitely never finished that that uh story so we do need to finish that i want to get that up uh pretty quickly and then i want to do kind of a state of the world one because right now i mean obviously depending on when you're listening to this you don't know what i'll be talking about but uh right now supposedly if you believe what the media tells you Russia has invaded Ukraine, and I think there's some interesting things that are happening with that, but I don't know that I buy all of it. I think a lot of it's BS. Um, I've heard it was silly. I, I heard it was silly enough that it was over water. Yeah, no, like, I've heard that too, and that, that kind of makes sense a little bit in a way. It, it but um, I've also heard that one guy said, um, he was like, uh, what if... Um, how did he phrase it? He said, what if Putin hates the New World Order and Donald Trump hated the New World Order, but Donald Trump was the only one to keep him from, like, going to war with the New World Order? Really? And once, yeah, and once Donald Trump was, like, out of the way, then he basically had free reign to go against the New World Order. It could be. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's an interesting theory. I like that one. Not that I agree one hundred percent or disagree, right. but I like that theory because it's not anything I've ever heard at all. Yeah. Um, so I do want to kind of get into that. I want to um, just a little bit. I think one thing I have to mention. I'm not picking any sides, and I'm. Uh, I may say like something controversial, like hashtag I stand with Russia, just to be funny. <laughs> I don't stand on any side because I don't pick sides. Right. And I'm not Russian and I'm you not know, Ukraine and I have no dog in the fight. Yeah. Uh, so if I say something like that, I'm definitely just joking and I'm trying to get a rise out of people. But the reason I say that is because I see a lot of people supporting Ukraine. And I think, in my opinion, I could be totally wrong. I think a lot of Americans are siding with Ukraine because they're clearly the underdog. And everybody knows Americans love an underdog story. Like that's like what America, that's like our thing is we love a good under Rocky. You know, we love a good underdog story. Revolution. Yeah. The revolutionary war, you know? uh, So I, I could be wrong about that, but I was thinking about it today. I'm like, huh, I wonder if people are just supporting Ukraine 
in a subconscious way because they're, I mean, they're clearly the other dog, underdog. They're geographically way smaller than Russia. And I think their military would probably have to be way smaller. And I think they've got a lot of their equipment would be outdated as well, because from what I understand, a lot of their equipment is Russian, but it's the old Russian stuff, not current Russian stuff. So like, I think people may be siding with them in a subconscious way because they're the underdog. I could be wrong about that, but we'll get into that topic uh, another day, hopefully pretty soon here. I want to try and get a couple episodes uh, up and published so that we can start putting out more material more, more on often. Yeah. But uh, thanks everyone for checking this episode out. Uh, I hope you all have a great day. He's, he's John. I'm dread Matt. Check bait. Thank you for listening to the Campfire Conversationalist podcast. That was our conclusion to our basically international uh, serial killer episode, which was uh, part two of our serial killer episode from the previous episode of Serial Killers, which was, I think, almost all American ones. Uh, that wasn't actually planned out, by the way. Um, it just so happened to work out that way. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that. And as promised, I'm going to bring you the part of the episode that we cut out from the beginning because, uh, we realized John's mic was not properly set. Wasn't his fault. It was something with the computer. It was saying his microphone was set as a default, but it actually wasn't. Um, so... There was actually some funny kind of interesting moments uh, in the original take. And I don't like having to like try to reenact that kind of stuff because it's not as genuine. So I'm going to add that. I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to leave it pretty much as is and let you hear how our original take was with John's microphone being much lower. It is his webcam microphone that was actually picking up the audio, not his Yeti mic. So here is that portion of the podcast. Um, we'll consider it like a blooper reel or something like that. I don't know what you want to call it, but it's not a real reel and it's kind of a blooper. So a uh, real, real bleeper, blooper, real, real blooper, a blooper, real, real, a real blooper reel. There we go. And once again, thanks for listening to the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Dread Matt. He's John. He's John, and I'm Dread Matt. And we're out. Checkmate. We have to look at Tricky Dicky. <laughs> have you seen a picture of this guy? <laughs> I don't know if I actually have. Don't don't look. Don't look until we okay. start. Don't look. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think I need some more whiskey. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> Give me one second. Hold on. All right.
I'll show you the old camera versus the new camera with the stock lenses on them. Hang on. We are ready. All right. As ready as we can be. Oh, it's definitely sour mash. Oh. Sour mash? Sour mash. The monster yes. mash. Monster mash, yeah. Let's take this off. Okay. And here we go. Today on the Campfire Conversationalist podcast, we're talking more serial killers again. More serial killers. <laughs> so we got a few more. I don't remember all of who we said we were going to do because I don't, yeah. I don't know. There's. We've There's talked a lot. about we've, so many. We've that... watched so many videos and stuff, you know, read articles and all that kind of stuff on so many different ones that we're just going to kind of wing it, I think. You know, haven't I know we're gonna haven't get the to... talks that we've had, haven't they only been on American ones too? Yeah, I think there's, uh, I know I did look at some Japanese serial killers and some European ones. Yeah. Uh, so that that might come up today but yeah for sure like most of them have all been american ones and there's definitely and there's a lot that i looked up dude that i'm like some i hadn't even heard of yeah you know most of them i never heard of there um i can't remember which one it was but i was watching a video on one and whatever country they were from there the the country was like claiming that they didn't have any serial killers i think it was russia or something and like, oh, we don't have any serial killers here in this country. That's not a thing. And yet they had like this dude like just killing people left and right. And they couldn't figure out who it was because uh, basically they just didn't want to admit that they had, a, you know, that there was a such thing as a serial killer in that country. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Nothing, I, I forget which nothing one Nothing to see here. Nothing to yeah, see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we deny serial killers. So there's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What are we doing first? We're looking at. Well, we last time we stopped off at Richard Cottingham. <laughs> okay. All right. Is that Dick who we're going to? Cottingham. Tricky Dicky. Tricky Dicky Cottingham. Yeah, I'm actually. I was actually just watching the video about him again to refresh my memory when you popped in. Uh, he was a sick mf'er. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, most but, of them are. Let's just be honest. Hey, but type his name. Type his name real quick into Google. Into Google? Yeah. Rich. Well, I, I use DuckDuckGo, so. Uh, you can. I, I You should be able to do that. But look up images. Because there's pictures with him and some girl, I'm assuming, like his daughter or something. Okay, images. Dude, he looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> I don't think that's a coincidence either. <laughs> Is that who you were thinking? Yeah, that's who. He's like, oh, oh, oh. And then he just starts stabbing away. He's like, oh, oh, oh. And he's just nonstop stabbing. Dude. He really looks like a really short Santa Claus. You know? Is he short? I don't. I only see. Well, like, either yeah, that or that girl next to him is like super tall. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't, let me scroll through some more. I mean, compared to the cops, he looks like average, I guess. 
Let's just look up Richard Cottingham height. <laughs> oh, that's oh my gosh, dude. I've never seen a better Santa Claus, though. Yeah, yeah. Have you? I mean, like, no, that guy. I mean, that guy is might as perfect. Well, it, might, <clears throat> it might as well be, uh, what is that movie on 46th Street or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what he looks like, too. ACD Parade or whatever. Yeah, that's what he, dude, he totally has that part. What is the name of that movie? I can't think of Miracle it. on 34th Miracle, Street. Miracle, yeah. Miracle on 130 no. 30th Street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, he has that part down. Why can't I find his height? Where's... I don't know. Look up the torso good. killer's height. Look up that. Yeah, they call him the torso killer. That torso is his torso. nickname. T-O-R-S-O. Or so killer. If that's his daughter, I wonder what she thinks of him. That's my dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she kind of has a look in this one picture. Um, like, what? <laughs> you say what? But then you she's got another dad. picture where she's like got her arm around him and hugging him. Yeah. She's got another one where she's like fake choking him. I don't know what that's all about. I, I didn't see that one. Hold on, let me go back. <laughs> Dude, that's messed up. <laughs> and she's got another one where she's bringing him a flower. <laughs> I see the one where she's like doing like this, like peace, like peace, dude. He just yeah. chops up bodies, no big deal. <laughs> What the heck, dude? That's really weird. I know. I know. It's so weird, dude. <laughs> Images. Peace, dog. Oh, I see the one where he's strangling. Yeah, that's weird. Is Isn't that, that weird? I, that's what I don't women, know, dude. It just says on this one, women befriends the serial killer who uh, murdered that, 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 that. Oh, well, maybe it's just a strange woman that has it's a fascination with It's one of those women with... that are just infatuated with serial killers, maybe. Yeah. She's like, me and him were like best friends all the way until the end. I wrote a book on him. Dude, that is a, a really eerie picture. She's just like, like comically strangling <laughs> him. Like, he's looking at her like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> he is. His look is like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, what the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm posting this on Instagram. <laughs> oh, we got, oh, Bobby, we got the perfect picture today. Mm -hmm. I was, I was talking about dog food, and Richard was telling me how he he caught a woman up like a dog, and right. and just chopped it up, and then I strangled him, and it was so funny. I know. <laughs> The guards, yeah. the guards, they just stood there and they didn't know what to say. <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, As they gosh. took the picture, you know, they, someone told the camera, it's not any one of them, not one of them two. Yeah, it's not one of them two. Someone's like, yeah, 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 put your hands around his neck and then squeeze and make a face. Wow. And I'll snap the shot. There's a bunch of people that wrote books on him. His, uh, his other name is, uh, 
the torso ripper or yeah. the New York ripper? That sounds too close to New York strip New or York. New York stripper. Hmm. So New I would York. not go with that. <laughs> the New York ripper, the New York stripper? No, the New York ripper. It's New York's ripper. New York stripper. No, New York's ripper. <laughs> Get it That's right. confusing. Let's I just go know. with the torso killer. Okay, done. Oh my goodness. All right, you want to run us through what is what is this guy known for? What did he do? So, uh he would just like uh have a good time and take it too far. <laughs> have a good time and take it too far. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so, Apparently, he was a politician. <laughs> yeah. Could have been. Um I think this is the guy who would uh he he wasn't he didn't kill for the the killing it was just like the result of you know oh this bitch knows me <laughs> gotta finish it off it was, so it wasn't for the thrill it was more like a necessity okay so it's not like he was with a lot of um <clears throat> women of the night as they like to say okay so what he they weren't strippers or hookers uh, it sounds like some of them were, and he, if he knew them, then he, you know, after he was done with it, doing whatever they did, he would kill them. Okay. Put their bodies up and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's, one uh, of those characters. Let's see what he's, let's see what they say. Cunningham killed 11 people, but claims to have committed between 85 and 100 murders. How? Like... <clears throat> I want to know how. I want to know how he went on that far. Even even eleven in New York seems. This is the guy that was up in the hotel, right? Mm, yes, yes. The uh, the writer who wrote a book about serial killers uh, had a uh, a run in with him mm -hmm. in the elevator. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. And he didn't know it until later. But right. I guess in the duffel bag that Richard Cottingham was carrying when they had, you know, had their uh, encounter, brief encounter, you know, Richard had a head in there. Yeah, no big deal. In the bag. And I guess the, whoever the author's name was, I can't remember his name. But he, he said he could smell like burning flesh. I don't think he realized it was flesh at the time but there was some kind of fire on the floor that wherever Richard Cottingham was at interesting story okay so yeah. wait he was burning the bodies I guess in the hotel I guess How? this what? would have been like the late 70s or early 80s so there okay. wouldn't have been I don't think they had fire detectors smoke detectors back then did they I, I don't know it just seems Maybe. like that's Cause, dude, you like, wouldn't a body have to be at like a really high temp to burn it? You're asking the wrong dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, all right, say you cook a steak, you know? I mean, isn't I? I don't know. Human flesh just seems like, like, you know, cook another meat. <laughs> well, I mean. I... And you're trying to get rid of it. You're not trying to burn it. You know what I mean? 
I don't even know if he was trying to get rid of it though. That's that's like you're thinking along the lines of someone who's like sane. Okay. He might have just right. been trying to burn it just for like shiz and gigs, shits and giggles. Oh, you think it was like some kind of fascination? Maybe. I mean, I. It doesn't. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. <clears throat> I think, wow, I'm reading some of the stuff you did. I'm not going to mention it, but some crazy stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah. Read at your own uh, discretion. Uh, it looks like there was drugs involved, too. Like you would drug them. Um, I don't know if I remember reading that any of that or not. It's, it's possible. I mean, maybe that's how he lured him in, was, yeah. was with drugs. Uh, didn't... Uh, that Joe guy, the one at the hamburger stand, didn't he do something similar where he would I think so. yeah. people in with drugs? Yeah. Free drugs. Yeah, free drugs. Anytime someone's offering you free drugs, run. Yeah, for real. Why did they call him the torso killer? It, like, none of this says it. Yeah, oh, I know. Oh, that... right here, right here, right here. His nickname, the torso killer, and Times Square Torso Ripper. That's a tongue twister. Um, he was called it after his dismemberment and decapitation of two victims on December 2nd, 1979, in a travel-in hotel on West 42nd Street in Times Square. So, yeah. And that concludes this episode of the Campfire Conversationalist Podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and check me.